Welcome to episode 1006. It's Thursday, January 22nd, and you're listening to the Geek of Geek News Central. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com. And listeners like you, pick up a domain name for just $1.49 or get 30% off your next order at GoDaddy by visiting my GoDaddy page at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Start supporting this show today by becoming a GNC insider at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. Geek News Central is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Hey, folks, got a great show lined up for you. I tell you, lots to share, lots of tech news, lots of cool stuff. You know what comes next? Strap in. Here it comes. All right, people, I need a go no go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. We're go fly. Microphone. We're go fly. Video feed. Go. Web browser. Go. RSS data stream aggregator. Go fly. Interflux totism suppressor. All right. I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Bucky, Bucky, who's got the button? Four. There is no cause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. Aloha and welcome to Geek News Central. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you all to the show. Of course, all of you longtime listeners, everyone that's part of the Ohana, thanks for being here and thanks for being part of the family. I got a great show lined up for you tonight. Lots to talk about, lots to share. As I said, my really kind of my beginning, but uh, you guys did a, a great job in accomplishing our mission. We'll talk about that as well that I signed everyone to do on the last show. Got a little bit of a dilemma, but I think we're... Uh, we got an action plan, but we'll talk about that. And uh, I'm kind of talking in riddles. But if you weren't listening to the last show, <laughs> you don't know 100% what I'm referring to, but uh, we'll get into it. Hey, if you are brand new, thanks for being here. And we want you to take some time and, and get over to geeknesscentral.com. Get subscribed to the show. It's real easy to do so. There's, there's links right there in the right-hand column of the website. We want you to get signed up for the newsletter as well. That way you'll get the show notes delivered directly to inbox immediately following the show and everything I have in those show notes is really everything I'm going to cover on the show tonight. So definitely, uh, you know, get hooked up and get connected so that you can, uh, uh, stay abreast of what's going on with the uh, podcast. You can email me anytime geeknews at gmail.com. Uh, that's the primary way to reach out to me here on the show. Of course, if you want to reach out on Twitter, you can do so at geek news as well. Uh, either way, it's fine, of course, on all the social media folks. A lot of you are using Facebook these days. I'm getting a lot of uh, instances of people sending me links and information uh, via Facebook, which is cool. But uh, those of you that are uh, an insider, don't forget, if you are if you haven't asked Sam to be part of the insider group on Google+, please get added. And, of course, you can email Sam at insider at geeknewscentral.com. Okay, um, lots of content going into the special media feed right now. So really pay attention to that. So if you're on a Roku, a Roku uh, Google TV, uh, Samsung Smart TV, load the Tech, Pod- tech Podcast channel up. And uh, really, you're going to be able to watch all those interviews we did at CES. They're going to be flowing in, uh, in in spurts, I guess, for better words. They just, uh, the team is, uh, is riding like crazy. And we, we a bunch went up today. And uh, they're on Geekness Central. They're over on TPN.TV. So definitely stay abreast of what's uh, what's going on. Okay, um, tonight, um, really excited um, because it's going to be the Super Bowl time here shortly. 
And uh, when that happens, there's always the cool GoDaddy ads. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do this year. I've asked for going to give any hints or anything like that or any specials. So we'll keep you advised whether or not there's going to be any specials with our with our partner and our, our sponsor of the show here, uh, GoDaddy. So uh, I'm, they're going to be doing spots just like they have it really for a long time now. So uh, look forward to all that and all the Super Bowl ads. I think people look forward to the ads more than they look forward to the Super Bowl uh, these days. And, of course, with all the bickering that's going on in, in the sports world over the last couple of days about the inflate gate, which is just, yeah, get over it. Play some football. <laughs> I know if you're not, if you're on one of the opposing teams, you, you know, you, you don't necessarily think that way, but uh, uh, it's just uh, pretty comical for me and considering I don't watch very much sports. But uh, anyway, long story short here, we want to make you aware. We've got some great deals at GoDaddy and uh, the, the deals keep on uh, basically getting better over time. And right now, of course, we got the 30% off deal that's uh, been kicking for a while. I don't know how long they're going to keep that on. All you got to do is go to geekingcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And uh, that 30% off code is the first offer. GNC30 is the promo code to use. Geek149, get a .com for $1.49, newer transfer. Of course, you can get a, uh, a domain, website builder, and Microsoft Outlook email address for a dollar a month for 12 months. And we've got some dollar off coupons or a dollar a month, excuse me, dollar off coupons, dollar a month, uh, WordPress hosting, a dollar a month economy hosting, all again with a free domain. Uh, press for Geeks 12. We even got some 50% off codes as well. So that's if you kind of, you know, if you're shopping around, don't know quite what to get, you can definitely use one of those 50% off codes. So really, there's a deal there for everyone at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. We want you to share that page, those links, those codes with friends, family members, people that you know. And, uh, you know, it's it's not too early to start thinking about Valentine's Day, fellas. So uh, take uh, take my advice and put together a website for your uh, lovely spouse or girlfriend to present to her on Valentine's Day so that you can, uh, you know, you can be a hero. You can, it can be a, a couple's uh, website. You can, you know, pick up a domain with your name and her name.com or a variation thereof, or some theme of your relationship, and then uh, put up a pictorial uh, WordPress site where you have nothing but pictures of her and you and maybe pictures from a first date or something like that. Um, you know, that's one thing that's kind of cool about WordPress is you can you can uh, predate. Basically, you can change the date on the post so it looks like you've been keeping this journal the whole time. So it's kind of a cool thing to do. You can make it private so that only you and her can see. So definitely consider that as an option for Valentine's Day. And, of course, use one of my promo codes when you do. Geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. We'll keep you advised on the uh, Super Bowl stuff uh, as the uh, frenzy towards Super Bowl Sunday continues to uh, to ramp up. And uh, we'll have something to share with you uh, real, real soon. Okay, um, let me go ahead here and and switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the mission that we are on. Now, um, Sean and Jen as we talked about on the last show, had uh, a hot water heater go out. And I made it the mission of the last show for all of you to go over and uh, contribute to their GoFundMe page. Now, uh, as near as Sam, and I think it's more money than what Sam has been able to collect so far, or not collect, but got emails for. Now, Sam said uh, we had $115 in donations come in, which 
uh, is great. I think there's more looking at the website. So I want to make sure we're, we're fair to both of them. But what happened was we got to a certain point and um, Sean and actually started getting emails from people saying, hey, I tried to contribute and they had shut the site off and they hadn't reached the thousand dollar mark. Well, Sean um, emailed me and said and emailed all the funders and said that um, they had received some uh, assistance from a third party agency um, in the town or in the area that they live in. And that basically uh, covered the rest of the cost on the hot water heater replacement. So they didn't want to just continue to take money um, because they could. And I thought that was very honorable of them because he said, I got the outside assistance. I didn't want to take the extra cash. So, you know, I'm great. Okay, good. Now, he didn't go into a lot of detail. But really what ended up happening was is I got the email from Sam after they'd already shut down the uh, donation link. So I'm going to make good. I don't care that they've shut down the uh, donation link. I think it's important that, uh, you know, they're family in need. And uh, irregardless, if they've got their hot water heater fixed, maybe we can, the extra money that I will put in uh, will go towards maybe the electricity bill or something to that effect. So um, I'm going to basically ping Sam tomorrow to see if he got any more announcements from them, from the listeners. And uh, if he did, then I will go ahead and match funds and then, um, I already have a Jen's PayPal address, so I'm just going to PayPal her the money uh, tomorrow after Sam b- basically tallies things up and make sure that we're square for the matching funds. So happy to do this. And uh, even though they've, they've met their goal, it doesn't, you know, I told you guys I would match funds. I'm still going to do that. So just keep you advised that that's going to uh, move forward. Um, so anyway, you know, it's been kind of a crazy I mean, a crazy week here. I, I really, I'm, I kind of like got up this morning. And I'm like, my God, it's Thursday already. Um, it's been like 18, 19 hour days. Um, it's just been, it's been really insane and in, in a good way. Um, uh, lots of partner meetings. Uh, had one today that was, and if, I really wish I could. And I it said a, a couple of days on my Facebook page is someday I'm going to write a book about the podcasting space and tell you guys all the behind the scenes stories and talks and discuss, but you know, I got to have a plenty of time between, <laughs> you know, when, when this, you know, there's going to have to, it's probably gonna be 10 years from now, but I, I want to really, there's been an incredible journey and, and I'm not saying it's over. The journey's continuing. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I was in a meeting today and I was a little apprehensive, didn't quite know, uh, talking with a client beforehand, had some uh, heavy hitters coming in. And uh, I left a meeting like, holy smoke. I mean, you know, I feel like I've been in, in, you know, like empowered. So um, I'm expecting uh, we'll have some cool things to announce in the, in the near future. But uh, every year my team does a retreat. We basically uh, lock ourselves in a hotel room. And this year, again, we're going to be in Chicago um, I guess it's a weekend of, let me look at the calendar here. It's not this, it's not the weekend of the 31st. It's the weekend of the 7th, I guess. I fly out Thursday night. So on the Thursday, February 5th, there will be no show. I'm going to be flying to Chicago. Then I get back uh, Monday midday. So hopefully I'll be able to do a show uh, Monday night on the 9th. But and I don't play that by ear, depending on how whacked I am time-wise. 
but uh, we go lock ourselves in a hotel room for the weekend, make our plan for the year, and come up with uh, our strategy, what we're going to do throughout 2015. So I'm really excited about that, and uh, uh, we're hiring. If you are in the Columbus, Ohio area, I've got two job openings. I'm looking for a programmer, okay? And I'm looking for someone that's going to be basically uh, not necessarily completely entry level, but someone that uh, can do some marketing work, some sales. I don't have, we don't have a necessarily an official title for them, but we've just moved into brand new office spaces in Columbus. It's going to be a beautiful workspace to work out of. Um, so if you're in the Columbus area, and uh, you're looking for a job, then you have to be able to go into the office. This is not something where you're going to be a remote in. Uh, you know, send me your resume, uh, email it to me here, and let me know if you're in that geographical area or willing to uh, relocate. Okay, so if you're willing to re- relocate yourself to the area we're at, let me know because uh, we are going to hire two people here very, very quickly. So, uh, anyways, some crazy, you know, we're moving. And it's, it's, it's time uh, to really kind of expand our wings here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. Okay, so um, I've got something I got a mail. And it, it's several items in a box. And I'm like, I re- knew right where I was at. It was, I, I thought it was right behind me in the black cabinet behind me. So this morning I moved some stuff out of the way, opened the cabinet up, and the box wasn't there. And I'm doing one of those like, where the heck is it? I asked my wife, you know, where's that box? And she's like, you're asking me? You know, I can't, you know, your room's a war zone. I can't even come in there. Um, <laughs> and literally it almost is, you know, it's just stuff everywhere. And uh, so I'm asking my son, where do we put that thing? And I'm, you know, I, I got a couple other cubby holes here to look in, but I'm like, this is not a small box. I'm like, where the heck did it go? So I have a mission. I have to tear some stuff apart tomorrow and try to find it. But um, I really kind of, you know, it's kind of reflecting today. And I'm like, it's, I got a lot of gear review here that we've done. I've just boxed it back up, stuck it in the corner, and it's just starting to pile up. And before I've tried to give like do giveaways where I just give away onesie twosies, I think I'm going to do an ultimate grab box. I'm then going to take a box, one big box, <laughs> and I'm going to put all this stuff. It's brand new stuff. I'm going to put all of it in, and we're going to have one smorgasbord of cool stuff. It's going to be like Christmas in January. Um, I'm going to get it packed, and hopefully over the weekend I'll take some pictures of it, and then I will show you guys, and then we're going to do some sort of Whopper giveaway because there's probably going to be a 1000 or $2,000 worth of stuff in it. Um, that's just stuff. It's, it's perfectly fine, but... I'll share it with you, and then you can decide what you. Anyway, we'll have some sort of a contest next show, um, and just get. I'm going to get this stuff out of here, and, and it's not junk. It's not 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 junk. It's all brand new electronics. That how many gadgets does a guy need, right? <laughs> so uh, all the excess. Um, I'm, and it's not again. I, I don't even want to make it sound like it's excess. It's good stuff that uh, I just don't need. And I'm going to box it all up and, and we'll give it away to the audience. I'll ship it to you. Now, here's the shipping rules on this one. You got to be a, in the United States. Um, uh, I have, I can't be shipping it to Canada or Germany or uh, some crazy place like that. So this next contest will be for the continental U.S. only, uh, you know, lower 48, as I like to call it, uh, mainland United States from being here in Hawaii. 
So we'll give that stuff away and uh, we'll have fun. It's going to be the ultimate grab box of, of, of gear. As a reminder, podcast award nominations are open. If you feel I'm worthy, go ahead and nominate me in the podcast awards technology and, uh, category. And also, of course, in uh, People's Choice. So we thank you for your nomination. If you'll do that, I would be greatly appreciative. And uh, I'm still, yes, sheepishly telling you the show 1000 prizes haven't shipped yet. So sorry. Uh, just it's been kind of one of those couple of weeks getting back from Vegas. Everything's been crazy. But anyway, let's get into the tech. I got a lot to go through tonight. Did you guys notice I got new, new spectacles? Got those back day after I got back from Vegas. I can see a lot better. <laughs> uh, my wife had uh, her glasses come in and they it didn't help. She went back and the doc said, you know, how come your glasses? So he had to get a higher prescription for her. So she's waiting for hers to come back. It's like, I'm like, honey, uh, you, it, you really, is, you know, are you having that bad of a day? And I, I it's kind of, it was kind of weird. Never seen glasses come back that weren't right. But uh, that was the case. Okay, so anyway, let's go ahead and get into the, the full content of the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the Ohana. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for uh, reaching into your wallets and helping uh, Sean and Jen out. I do, I do appreciate it. I really, really do. Uh, harm felt for all the contributions, and I got your names from Sam. And uh, I, I, I do appreciate you uh, taking a step out. Now, I did want to make add one more thing. If you're a part of our Ohana, and you're facing some tough times, um, and I, it's just email me. Let me know what's going on, and uh, we'll see what we can do. I don't know if we can do something like every show, you know, but we can, we can, we can try to help some folks out if if you're in that uh, situation. Got to be compelling to me, and explain how, what, where, and why. This is, uh, you know, this is for legitimate causes only. And uh, I know that uh, we've got some uh, Ohana members here with big hearts. And uh, I want to just uh, thank all of you that have made, did make a contribution. And I know a number of you tried to and couldn't because the funding page was shut down. But um, it's a big, big, big thought, thought that counts. All right. So big news yesterday was Windows 10. Holy smacks. Uh, Microsoft Windows 10 free, 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 free upgrades for the first year. And I'm kind of like, okay, what does that mean? So they're going to give us Windows 10 desktops, tablets, phones, you name it, when they release later in this year, you we're going to get Windows 10 for free. And, and, and I think we're all going to upgrade, okay? Let's be straight up. But what's the, what's the trick? Why are they saying just for a year? Why not adopt the whole Apple model? Is that not the case? After a year, now, here's what I'm worried about. And if they do this, it'll be the biggest bait and switch ever. But I, I'm afraid what they're going to do is after like 10 months in, they're going to say, well, listen, uh, we're, we're going to put everyone on a subscription model. If you want continuous updates to Windows, you're going to have to pay us X number of dollars a month to get all your updates. That's what I'm afraid they're going to do. I think that would be the worst mistake ever. And, and I, I, I don't think they're that stupid, but could it happen? Maybe. And I, I'd love to know what you guys think because they tried to pin them down. What happens after the first year 
and it's not uh, not a it's not a slam dunk because in a footnote to a blog post they made they said some editions excluded about the free upgrade deal all right what does that mean so what form of free are we going to get now if there's like three versions of windows 10 and i want the pro version does that mean then i'm going to have to pay does that mean windows 10 basic is free you get me on and then you upsell me with uh, a 49.95 upgrade to unlock features is that what's going to happen um i don't know so is it going to be a cloud i i think so and in and uh we've got some folks in chat room that's saying yep cloud cloud subscriptions yep 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 so i don't know i guess we'll see we'll see what happens here and uh uh but that's my that's my take on it now at the same time those of you that are uh have an xbox i have an xbox one you guys know largely know that xbox one is running on windows 8 largely and they expect now over the next few months to uh xbox one to be upgraded to the windows 10 infrastructure and uh, it's you know it's going to be a seamless thing you're going to have tablets you're going to have the xbox you're going to have a uh, windows phone and you're going to have you know your desktop is all going to look the same they're very you know don't get me wrong with they're not the first they're the last but i think what they will do I think they're going to bring it together pretty seamlessly. I think they're going to do a good job of tying it together. Not that Apple, not that Google haven't, but I think they're going to. I think they're going to do a good job. They have to. If they don't, they're going to get smoked. Right? We all know that, right? And uh, so, it's pretty smart of them to do this upgrade because what it does. People love free. Let's just be. Let's be square. People love free. So. When you have a Windows 7 and a Windows 8, here I've got a Windows 7 machine here. I got a Windows uh, 7 laptop on the floor. I got a Windows 8 laptop in the back. Um, so what happens then if I want to upgrade? So let's, okay, let's push them all to Windows 10. I, that gets Microsoft adoption levels uh, adoption levels higher, quicker, just like Apple does. It gets the adoption rate up. Now those folks that are on the older operating systems, if they're still hanging out there with Windows XP, which there are people doing that, they may say, hmm, I can get the operating system free. Is it time for a hardware upgrade? They go into a, a big box or they go online and they figure out that these machines are much more inexpensive than what they were when they bought a machine for XP. They get a lot of, lot of bang for their buck. Uh, if the operating system's free, tablets, blah, 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 it's going to tie in. So once again, Microsoft is trying to, you know, show their muscle and, and make it happen. So, uh, but, uh, I'm, you know, we don't have an Xbox One in here in the house uh, with the Xbox uh, 360, older PlayStation, um, and uh, no plans on upgrading right now. Thought about maybe doing it around Christmas, but... Uh, my lovely wife put the uh, crosshairs up, said no. <laughs> and, of course, it was just for the kids because I don't play Xbox. So yes, dear. <laughs> and uh, I think once my son is graduated, then there might be a gaming thing upgraded. But she didn't want him to lose focus 
the last four or five months of school. Um, you know, he made honor roll this quarter. Um, so it's, you know, we're trying to make sure we get through the senior year, getting graduated and then off to what he's going to do. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy with that, but, uh, you know, with a girlfriend and everything else, they lose sight real quick. But anyway, the Xbox one is not destined for this house as of yet. All right, let's switch gears here completely. And I, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, healthcare.gov. And there's been a, a damning article about the, uh, the health insurance exchange website operated by the United's government is sending out personal health information about its users to at least, now check this out, 14 and likely more third-party websites belonging to private advertising companies. Now, you think it's a government website. How can it be? How can it be that they are like sending data to, to Akamai, to Clicktail, to DoubleClick, to Google, to MathTag, to MixPanel, to Optimly, to Reason8, to Twitter, to Yahoo, to YouTube? How can that be? How can it be that that, date, those, that website is sending data Back to those companies. This is HIPAA stuff, right? You're, you're signing up for health insurance. You're putting information in about you, your privacy information, your, your age, your health issues. But this EFF staff technologist, Cooper Quinton, independently evaluated these claims and came to the same conclusion that the, the information being sent includes the age, income level, zip code, parental status, pregnancy status, and whether they are smoke or not. And while no knowing associated with it, the computer's IP address can occasionally be included in the sent information, de facto allowing the companies to associate to you. Double click could match up the personal data provided by healthcare.gov with already extensive trove of information about what you read online and your buying preferences. And now they know some of your health stuff. They know if you're pregnant. They know if you're smoking. How can the government be doing this with private enterprise? The administration says that the site's connections to data firms are aimed at improving customers' online experience and that these firms are prohibited from using the data for their own purposes. <laughs> you know, let's be very, very frank. Health information is like the golden goose that gave the egg. They get some data on you. You guys know the story. You guys have been around here for a while, right? I've told this many times. My 11-year-old son, you know, there's an there's age difference. My, my next oldest child is uh, six years older. So there was a gap. My, my daughter's uh, uh, 18, my son's 17, and Chris is 11. And we had um, not been subscribed to any parenting magazines or nothing. We were out of the baby business. Well, when my wife bought a pregnancy kit and 
we figured out we were pregnant and went to the doctor and and basically made the official thing, got out the prenates, all that. You know, about six or seven days later, we got a parent magazine said, congratulations, Cochran family. They knew we were pregnant. Someone sold our information. And we'd only been, we hadn't used a credit card at the store. We paid cash for the pregnancy test kit. But we do know that the medical facility we went to, which was a government agency, because I was in the Navy at the time, they, someone over, because I got the prescription prenatals at the military government hospital, someone over there sold that information. So you're telling me and trying to convince me that DoubleClick and these companies, YouTube, Yahoo, Twitter, RiffHub, Reason8Optimally.com, NerdData, MixPanel, MathTag.com, Google.com, DoubleClick, ClickTail, chart beaten Akamai are not using that information. <laughs> please, 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 please tell me another, tell me another lie. Why do you a government site have to be calling home to mama with a private industry? Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Makes you go, hmm. <laughs> and how many Americans are now going over and p- putting this information in healthcare.gov? Now, let's think about this for a second. Let's think about who it's being targeted against. All right, so you got uh, individuals that are out of work that need healthcare. You've got individuals that don't have healthcare provided by their employer. You have... Um, Typically, the folks that couldn't get insurance before, people with pre-existing conditions, all those things that the healthcare.gov website has brought into effect and allowed people to get healthcare, supposedly cheaper. And we're not here to talk about that whole political thing. But who is that? That's the people that have had misfortune. They're in a job that their business owner doesn't provide. So it's not the folks that have a, full-time job that have uh, um, health care with their work, for, you know, with their, with their, um, with the business that they're, um, you know, working at. Um, and I don't want to say this is targeting less unfortunate because that's not necessarily the case, but there's a lot of people that were, that, you know, have not had health care that now do, and they're collecting this info. No matter what you think about healthcare.gov, whether or not you're a Republican or Democrat, and I don't care what your political spectrum is on what you think about this site or the law, the simple fact that they're sending data back to Akamai, Chartbeat, Clicktail, DoubleClick, Google, MathTech, MixPanel, Optizily, Reason8, RiffHub, Twitter, Yahoo, YouTube should be incredibly, incredibly concerning. And you need to pick up the phone and call your congressman and ask why. They should not be doing that. Irregardless. There's no, 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 none whatsoever excuse. No excuse. None. They're not running ads on the website. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, I'm going to come off my little soapbox here, and we're going to get into something more cool. 
cannot wait to get one of these. And I, I haven't ordered one yet, but I'm going to. You guys know I'm a sucker for set-top boxes. The Google Nexus Player Android TV streaming box is about to go retail. So it's it's on Newegg's website. Let's go over to Newegg and let's look. So uh, what's it say for release date? One twenty. Oh man, one twenty-five fifteen. So you can pre-order right now. Ninety-nine dollars. I don't know if there's a wait time for this right now, but it is um, available. But uh, this is Android TV. This is the new Google TV experience. So um, I'm excited. I, I'm actually sent an email off to uh, my team today, and I'm like, what do we have to do get our Google TV app to roll into the Android TV app? You know, let's make the transition. I don't know how much work's going to be done. I'm sure I'm going to make them upset. But uh, you guys going to get Android TV? So what What do we have now? We got a, I got a Roku. I've got a Fire TV. I've got, uh, uh, what else? A couple other things. You know, it's, it's just off the hook, the amount of stuff. But this is a space I live in, and uh, I'm just going to have to see what they're going to do here. I think this is going to be cool. Oh, yeah, got the Google TV in the living room. So uh, the Android TV streaming box, about ready to go, re about ready to go retail, $99.99 in GamePad for 40 bucks. So I won't get the GamePad. I'll just get the, uh, the regular little box. But uh, that's about ready to kick. So if you want one, get on uh, Newegg and, and pick one up, all right? All right, Verizon is uh, in the news again, and they, they're, they're not happy. And we know that Verizon is urging the FCC to reject a call for an investigation into its statements that it has made on utility rules, net neutrality, and its fiber networks. We know that Verizon was accused of deceiving the FCC by telecom analyst Bruce Kushnick of New Network Institute and Audit Director Tom Albani of Telecom Customer Advocacy Group, Teletruth, Verizon's use its status, this is from them, Verizon's use its status as a telephone utility to gain favorable government treatment of its fiber network, while even while telling the FCC that applying similar rules to internet service would deter private investment. So uh, it's, it's a clear case of something wanting their cake and to, and to eat it too. So... Um, Verizon is not happy. They're trying to repurpose the message, and uh, I'm sure they're probably going to be successful at it because uh, there's 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 lots of stuff going on. It's not a slam dunk on this uh, net neutrality stuff right now. There's all kinds of political actions in play. The Republicans are basically saying, nope, 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 nope. You're not going to do that. We're going to take that away from you. And there's actually talk of pushing the decision later than next week. So I think it's it's going to get ugly. And this, I don't think we're going to have a resolution because I think what's going to happen is I think, uh, and here's, here's, the, here's the play, though. Let's say on this net neutrality bit that uh, the House and the, and the Senate get together and they say, we're going to take ownership of this. With the president having come out and, you know, and I don't agree with uh, a lot of the policies the president has put out, but he, when he comes out and he's drawn a line, <laughs> well, let's not use that term. He's basically come out and been very strong in his opinion about the net neutrality stuff. 
So I think what will happen, this is where this is going to get bounced around a little bit. I think the Republicans and I think uh, the House and Senate are going to try to take control of the uh, the uh, the Title II decision and net neutrality. But I think they're going to put something together that probably the president won't like. The president will veto it. Uh, more than likely, they won't have the votes to overturn it. So it's it's going to uh, die in the vine. And then ultimately, the FT, FCC is going to be able to make their ruling anyway. So, but there's discussion now that the FCC may push until the congressional action gets done. I, I, I don't know if that's how it's going to play out, but that's the speculation. So, meanwhile, Verizon and all these other companies continue to, you know, to, you know, shook and jive and, and get their lobbyists in there and, and telling uh, all these uh, uh, career politicians, which should all be gotten rid of, Republican and Democrat that getting rid of by voting them out that, uh, if you, uh, you know, you don't do as we say, we're going to take your donations away. And, uh, you know, and usually when that happens, then the, you know, the puppy dog comes out and, you know, like, Oh yes, 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 Mr. Uh, I'll, I'll put some legislation in, you know, they, they just, they roll over. So, um, we'll see what happens here, but, uh, it, it's going to be, um, I don't think we're going to have any decision next week. I'd be shocked, literally shocked if they actually made a decision. And I, and, I, and I don't know if it's going to go our way anyway with the way they're talking. So time will tell on how this all plays out. But um, we'll see. All right, first Hubble and now Dawn. Yes, the Dawn uh, satellite that's it's outbound have seen the white spot on Cirrus. Now you're thinking... Uh, what's that? Um, as you know, um, we have a satellite. Let me see if I can load the article here. Come on, come on, come on, paste and go. Oh, that was dumb. All right. You know, what happens here is I have two monitors. And the monitor that is in front of me is the monitor that I try to review to talk about what's in the show and the other monitor is what I put on the screen for those of you watching the video to see but there's a big white spot on Cirrus and the Hubble uh, Space Telescope first captured an image of this in 2003 and 2004 and a subsequent image taken by Hubble the spot remains visible now an image is released yesterday from the Dawn spacecraft early on approach to Cirrus the spot remains in the animation image and it almost seems to glint in the sunlight. And boy, it's got the scientists in a feeding frenzy here because um, we're going to be out there in about uh, four or five months, I think, is when the approach is. And they're going to be able to uh, uh, hang out and get something up close and personal on this. So, uh, you know, as we as we head out that way, and uh, this is... Uh, of course, Cirrus is one of the moons of, okay, make sure I get this right. Is it Pluto or, da, 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 da. I'm going to look stupid here. I think I already am. It's either Uranus or Pluto, one of the two. <laughs> and uh, so we will see where this uh, where this leads, but uh, they're uh, they're pretty excited. This is going to be uh, it's going to be a big one, and uh, let me read here if I can. 
I got so wrapped up in talking about this. I kind of lost sight of the main goal here. But anyway, uh, link will be up in the show notes and you guys can figure it out as much as I can. <laughs> hey, the most powerful Atlas V uh, delivered a most spectacular nighttime uh, launch for the United States Navy. This is one of the biggest launches or heaviest launches they did. This is a 200th mission uh, of the Atlas Centauri rocket. They uh, This uh, payload was 15,000 uh, 15, pounds, uh, 7.5 you know, tons. And uh, spectacular launch in Florida. And uh, this thing was, uh, uh, you know, they basically had to have the biggest combination of motors and so forth. The... Uh, um, the Atlas V stage generated 2.5 million pounds of liftoff thrust, and uh, it did made it to orbit just fine. But some pretty spectacular photos of the uh, of the launch site. I haven't seen no video yet. Just just some initial uh, pics. All right. Okay. Um, radio RDIO expands to internet radio service to 24 additional markets in Central America, the Caribbean, Asia, and Pacific. Big announcement today here. So, of course, radio is a leading global music streaming service. They're the ones that had the dust up with uh, Taylor Swift. And uh, as part of expansion across the Caribbean, Central America, and Asia Pacific, radio is exclusively partnering with mobile phone network provider Digicel in each of the 24 new markets and additional seven regions to create a unique offering designed to customize streaming experience for Digicel customers in each country. So uh, here's a full list. So effective today, radio is now available in the following markets. Uh, Antigua, Barbados, Aruba, Barbados, Bermuda, the Vir- uh, British Virgin Islands, Cayman Islands, Dominica, uh, Fiji, Grenada, Guyana, Haiti, Jamaica, Nauru, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Luca, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, uh, Tonga, Trinidad and Tobago, Turks and Kios and Vanuatu. In addition, new markets where radio is launching radio exclusive partnership is in uh, uh, Guadalupe, Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, Panama, uh, Martinique, and Bonaire. So uh, sue me if I pronounce some of those wrongs. I apologize, but uh, again, that's where they're expanding in, into those uh, countries. So uh, big, uh, definitely big Latin and uh, and push into the Caribbean for sure. Hey, if you are, um, if you haven't seen Transparent, well, Amazon will stream Transparent for free this coming Saturday. So uh, this is big. Um, all ten episodes of Transparent's original series for free, starting at twelve oh one Eastern through eleven fifty nine. So if you want to uh, do a binge watching, uh, available via Amazon Instant Video app for TVs, streaming gadgets, and mobile devices, including Fire TV, Roku, Xbox, PlayStation, and more. And, of course, the show won Best Musical Comedy Series and the lead, uh, Jeffrey Tambor of Arrest Development fame, took home Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. So uh, be available, Transparent will be available for you to watch all Saturday, and uh, all episodes will be available. Switching back to the tech side, Cox is saying, we're not responsible for pirating customers. Of course, Cox uh, Communications is one of the largest internet providers in the United States says it's not liable for pirating customers. The ISP is being sued by two music publishers for failing to disconnect copyright infringers. According to Cox, however, these claims don't hold. We've all known that Cox is one of the ISPs that forwards the uh, DMCA notices um, 
to the customer. And it's at that seven-step rule. Remember, we talked about that. But according to some copyright holders, Cox efforts are falling short. Last month, BMG Rights Management's BRM and Round Hill Music sued the ISP because it failed to terminate the accounts of repeat infringers. Of course, the companies which control the publishing rights to songs by Katy Perry, the Beatles, and David Boy, among others, claimed that Cox had given up his DMC safe harbor protection due to its inaction. And uh, I think we're all going to have to pay attention to this one because this case is a critical test for the repeat infringer clause of the DMCA and safe harbor protection ISPs enjoy. So today, Cox replied to the complaint denying pretty much all allegations put forward by the music publishers. In addition, the ISPs briefly outlined various defenses it submits, uh, basically plans to submit its reply. The company argues that the claims against the company are barred for a wider range of reasons. Cox had no knowledge of infringements, for example, and never had the intent to in- induce profit from or materially contribute to piracy, blah, 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 blah. But uh, we'll see this if, if Cox, uh, Cox is not going to lose their safe harbor provision. It's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to pay in some money and then some customers are going to get shut off. They're not going to allow themselves to lose the safe harbor uh, provision. It just won't happen. Now, I think we should think about what's going on in the space today. And I want you guys to think about the airways. There is, um, as consolidation happens, um, what then typically would happen is that companies can circle wagons and lock out certain groups. So there's an article over on Bloomberg that talks about specific stations won't air a specific political party's ads attacking Comcast, Time Warner merger. So nine days ago, a political um, pack set out to run TV ads in swing state markets. They took the form of two-minute ads against uh, MSNBC host, uh, ending with appeals to watchers and voters to call their affiliates to get them to oppose the pros merger of Comcast, which owns NBC Universal and Time Warner Cable. Uh, nine days later, no station would take the ads. So basically, NBC's refusal to air those folks' ads adds to the argument um, sparked by their concerns that if the government approves the Comcast merger, the company will control 80% of local political advertising. Censoring that group's ad should frighten all sides of the political spectrum. Who knows um, who a government-sanctioned Comcast would try to censor tomorrow? So the group is next step is likely to be an FCC complaint, elevating the argument and bringing a government's watchdog into it. Meanwhile, the um, political party's uh, opponents are pounding away and appreciating the uh, basically not them not running the ads. So um, here's what it really is, you know, going to boil down to, folks, is that if we are if we have a situation where a let's say MSNBC or let's see Fox refuses to run, okay, Fox refuses to run a liberal group's ads, and MSNBC refuses to run a conservative group's ads then we're in a situation where no one can get 
a message out to either party, to the opposite party. And uh, it's it's not a good thing. It's it's interesting that NBC refused to air those ads um, from those specific stations, which um, and, and I don't know if the argument is completely right because it was NBC's decision, not Cox's decision. But it does make you wonder. Of course, the NBC refusal was largely because it was going to be going after the ads were going to be going after, you know, their network. So um, they're trying to protect themselves, obviously, there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on you want to buy airtime. I guess, I guess obviously they can still say no. But uh, it does make you go, hmm, just a little bit. What do you guys think about that? Should, um, you know, should a, a network be able to say no to a political action committee's ads? Should they say, you know, we don't want your money? Should they be able to do that in the public airways? I'd love to hear you guys' thought on this one because it's definitely, you've got, uh, you've got uh, uh, you know, businesses that can decide what they want to do on one hand. At the other hand, they're, you know, they're, they're a public entity. What do you guys think? It's, you know, it's the same type of situation where um, you walk into a business and they won't serve you. Because of either your race, color, creed, so forth, it is you know that's discrimination. Is it the same thing in TVs? I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Geeknews at gmail dot com. All right, Teenage Engineering designed a set of incredible pocket synthesizers. Now, it's not a teenager; it's a company called Teenage Engineering, and they usually put out stuff that's really expensive in the eight, nine hundred thousand dollar range. And it's, you know, it's all pro stuff. And it's, you know, and for those of you that don't know what a synthesizer, <laughs> synthesizer is, and I can't say it to save my life here. Um, it's basically, you know, beat tracks where you can make, you know, different beats, different sounds. Um, but Teen Engineering designed a set of incredible pocket synthesizers that cost $59 each. The uh, Swedish designers uh, really went off the chart and I, I was actually uh, listening to some of the beats and I, I, I wonder if I can play them. I don't think I can legally play them on the show, but uh, a subwoofer, roofing, uh, subwoofer, a rhythm section and whatever factory is, but uh, different types of beats and sounds and you mix them up and uh, it's on a little breadboard. Pretty, pretty classic here. So for those of you into music and to you know, being able to make up mixes and stuff, I don't know how you get it off the board, but it looks uh, it looks pretty slick. It really, really does. So the link will be up in the show notes, of course, tonight. Netflix is worried about the the app Popcorn Time. And those of you that have been uh, listening to the show for a while or those of you that are probably over in Europe probably know Popcorn Time more than those in the United States do. But Popcorn Time is an app. It's a piece of software that aims to make watching pirated movies as easy as it is to stream something from Netflix. And it basically does uh, use this peer-to-peer to be able to share and stream the content. It's pretty effective. Um, and, and also the software temporary downloads a movie to a user's computer, and then you help push it out as well to other people watching it. But uh, Netflix is worried that this, this group could negatively the streaming space. And it's real big, uh, real big in the Netherlands and so forth, but there are about 1.4 million people in the United States with 100,000 active users uh, uh, basically using popcorn time here. So um, 
it goes to show you that pirating a movie, of course, the movies that are on that are much wider than what's available on like Netflix. But Netflix is actually complaining about uh, uh, competing against these folks. So uh, it's interesting that Netflix has joined the big boys club and crying about uh, piracy. Now, some of you, let me look at this. Some of you may be familiar with uh, the old cartridge systems back in the day. Now, many of you all probably already know that, you know, the, the, the gaming boxes use cartridges for years. But did you know that when it started, uh, cartridges were really uh, uh, a ways to a means uh, in order to use a single part of a single architecture to be able to uh, uh, run multiple games because there really wasn't enough onboard memory and so forth. Well, the folks at Fast Company have basically come up and uh, provided us the untold story of the invention of the game cartridge and how a forgotten company in the 1970s uh, launched a billion-dollar business and helped spawn a new creative medium. Medium, And this is a great story. This is, uh, you need about 20, 25 minutes to read through this. But uh, Fairchild's Channel F was the first game console with cartridges, $169 uh, with the cart- each cartridge costing 20 bucks, And this was uh, $1970. You know, this wasn't uh, uh, $2014. It's $1970. So, you know, considerably more expensive uh, back in the day considering people were, you know, not making that much money on, a, on an hourly basis. So, uh, Channel F is the name of the device. It's pretty cool history, and of course, we all know that uh, uh, they did not end up winning that race. They got beat uh, by another company uh, that I think we all are very familiar with, called Atari. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but uh, I have this up for you. Those of you that want to do a little history lesson today, hey, Microsoft is turning Skype into its own version of iMessage in Windows 10. And if you look at this. <laughs> And I, I'm looking at the messaging uh, software. It looks a little bit like iMessage. Um, so uh, Skype is definitely getting an overhaul on Windows 10, but everything remains flat. Uh, flat, 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 flat in all the software designs these days, for sure. Um, here's one that I want you guys to think about a little bit. How many of you bought a new car race recently? And if you bought a Mustang and if you bought a muscle car, a car with high performance, maybe a Dodge Challenger, uh, any of you folks got yourself a little bit of a muscle car that's new, not old? Um, well, in the 2015 Ford Mustang, apparently the engineers had to uh, make it sound more, uh, for better words, throaty. Vroom, 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 vroom. They needed to sound uh, more like a muscle car. And uh, they did a bunch of sound boosting tricks. Now, the, the engines themselves are very efficient, very high power, and very quiet. So they had to induce some uh, throatiness to the uh, Mustang. And basically, you know, the guy sits in the car, he's got the door open, and vroom, vroom, you know, they step on the gas. It's all part of that experience, right? They did uh, some baffling and stuff with the exhaust to make it sound good. But they also did an active noise control system that amplified. Now, listen to this. That amplifies the engine's purr 
through the car speakers. Can you believe that? The Aural, the A-U-R-A-L, the Aural experience of a car is intangible that's just as priceless as what's revving under the hood. So uh, for car guy, hearing that noise is, is really music to one's ears, right? You want to hear that rumble. But this mind trick they're playing is interesting. I, I will going to be honest with you. The next time I go to Ford, um, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions about this particular topic. Um, that they're making the vehicles or engineering the vehicles to sound louder and get that rumble and maybe even doing active noise control through the car speakers. I, I think that, you know, I can understand making the car sound louder through the exhaust system, but please, through the car speakers, I think that's taking it a little bit over the top. And I think I really do think it is. All right, on the legal front, the Silk Road trial continues. And I'm going to be honest with you. This dude, this Ross Albright, is going to jail for a long time. The evidence presented is pretty bad. Uh, this guy, is he didn't delete anything. More than 1,000 pages of chats between, uh, between him and... Uh, and uh, the Silk Road Administrators, a journal that dated back to 2010, describing the creation operation of the site. They had uh, one of his, um, uh, basically, associates in today testifying against him. This guy is so done. He is so, so done. Um, it's not even funny. Um, the question is, how many years is he going to get? I think he's going to get a lot of time in jail over this. I can't see him walking away from this, from the jury trial. I just don't. But uh, I was reading through some of the testimony today, and holy smokes, uh, this guy really uh, pushed pushed the limits. I understand why the FBI was after him in a big way. Did you see the late show with Jimmy Fallon, how Bill Gates got him to drink sewer sludge? Well, as part of a publicizing his support of the Omni processor, which takes sewer sludge, and turns it into clean water and energy, Bill Gates offered the comedian the ultimate taste test and brought two glasses of water. Uh, of course, Jimmy Fallon drank one, Bill Gates drank the other, and it turns out both of them were processed. Um, the Omnipressor is a device that turns sewer sludge into energy and drinkable water. And I wonder if I get a picture of this thing. This is pretty impressive if you think about it. Um, there's a Gates Notes video oh, here. I, I can't play this. Wow, oh, I'm looking at this thing on. Uh, it's like it looks like a a power, you know, one of those um, industrial plants that processes oil or something. It's what it looks like, but it's it's not. It's pretty gross. In comes the sludge. Out comes clean water. It's pretty interesting and then remaining is uh you, you, i have the link up to the video and when you see it you'll you'll get it but uh they take sewer sludge and make water out of it <laughs> wow um anyway it's a two-minute video i think you'll all be amazed they can put these in africa 
and I use it to process, uh, try to get drinking water. So uh, interesting move. All right, over on The Verge, the uh, YouTube competitor Vessel is now available for $2.99 a month. I don't fully understand this play here. Vessel, the subscription streaming service created by Hulu's XCO, is now available to the public. Around a year ago, Jason Keller and Robert uh, Rich Tom abandoned their position at Hulu's CEO and CTO and began building Vessel with the goal of harnessing the financial power of viral video stars. For $2.99 a month, Vessel users can watch advanced episodes of web shows from stars like fashion blogger Ingrid Nielsen, parody comic Shane Dawson. Videos posted to Vessel won't be available anywhere else for 72 hours, a time slot the creator can extend if they want to. So um, I don't know if I know of any YouTube artists that are that compelling that I would want to pay $2.99 a month to get access to the videos 72 hours early. Uh, I, this is a strange model to me, but if you are a YouTube fan of some of these stars and you're a big follower, two ninety nine will get you early access uh, to uh, a number of these YouTube uh, uh, sensations. The uh, upcoming uh, NASA uh, experiment where NASA, NASA astronaut Scott Kelly, Expedition 20, Expedition 26 commander, um, Hang on here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's two identical twins that have went uh, into space. And what they're going to do is they're going to send, um, if the 50-year-old twins who share nearly identical DNA will end up with detectable genetic differences after one spends a year in a highly radioactive and weightless environment of space. So one of these two, one of the twins is going to go to space, the other staying here. And uh, what's going to happen is, is the, they're going to do extensive uh, study of the blood work and so forth when the, astronauts, uh, the astronaut gets back. And, of course, the other um, twin is also a NASA employee, so they're going to be able to you know, do all the sequencing they need to do. So it's going to be kind of an interesting move here. So doctors will be sequencing genes of both Kelly brothers, then looking for different markers. Uh, they are going to be doing, on board the space station, they're going to be doing blood sampling. Um, so this is kind of a cool experiment to uh, two dynamic, uh, uh, genetically identical twins. Uh, one's going to spend time in space and the other isn't, and they're going to look at the deltas. I thought they both been in space already. So NASA astronaut Scott Kelly left Expedition 26 commander to his twin brother, Mark Kelly on March 17th after 159 days in space. So maybe the one is and one isn't. Maybe that's the case. Maybe the one has never went into space, but they're definitely going to, so they, they definitely have a baseline before one leaves. So it'd be kind of cool to see what those results are at some point. Um, you guys are following me on that. Google's that reportedly wants to sell wireless services and uh, maybe becoming a reseller through Sprint and T-Mobile. So uh, Google may be your next mobile carrier or, you know, opportunity to get service through Google. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, what else here? Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Twitter encourages popular users to stop posting photos with Instagram. So, uh, of course, we know that users of Twitter's official app haven't been able to actually see Instagram photos since 2012. Of course, we know that's when Instagram decided to abruptly remove support for cards that showed photos right in the Twitter timeline. 
so apparently what's going on here is uh, Twitter is uh, basically pushing by little uh, pop-up messages to uh, Twitter, popular Twitter users showing them how to uh, share their photos in the Twitter app. Um, I don't think I've shared very many photos in the Twitter app. I really didn't realize I could do it, but uh, you can. So uh, that seems to be a goal right now for Twitter to start converting some of those people off some of those other services. Or the New York Times, there's an article about the the sorry state of in-flight Wi-Fi. You know, I flew from, uh, I told you guys last year, when I flew from Chicago to um, Hawaii, I had a huge amount of work to do, and I paid for the in-flight internet and got an incredible amount of work done. Um, It was really, really productive. The Wi-Fi was good, but people are complaining now that the Wi-Fi is, I mean, the... uh, Internet is not as good. It's not working out as well. Um, speeds aren't what they used to be. So uh, um, are you guys experimenting that? Are you guys using the onboard uh, internet at all? I know on my flight back from Chicago, I will definitely be uh, using it as well to get some work done on the way back on this next trip. But uh, I won't on the way out of Hawaii because it's the night, uh, night uh, basically a red eye, and I'm definitely going to sleep. But uh, it is an interesting um, uh, write-up that uh, speeds are down inside the airplanes. So um, be aware of that. If you live in, uh, in Illinois, students may have to forfeit their Facebook passwords if they are suspected of being a cyberbully. A law that went in effect in 2015 will allow Illinois school districts to demand the social media passwords for students that break the rules or are suspected of cyberbullying. And uh, parents have received a notice uh, telling uh, what what the policy is. Um, parents would be notified before school asked student for a password, refused to cooperate, could, and they say could even lead to criminal charges being pressed. That's also the concern about how law is being implemented. It could be unconstitutional. Uh, I think I would uh, take that one to the Supreme Court. The Pentagon has schooled the Air Force for wasting nearly $9 billion on drones. Apparently, the Air Force couldn't help themselves and uh, bought more MQ-1 Predators or MQ-9 Reapers, uh, basically more than they needed. I guess there was drones for everybody over there at the Air Force. Apparently, the Air Force claimed that it was only buying 346 drones instead of 401 that the Inspector General says it's buying. But... uh, 346 drones? How many fighter aircraft do they have? <laughs> oh, it's an incredible number. Hey, Kim.com launches Skype competitor MegaChat. So we know uh, Kim.com is always a disruptor, and uh, but uh, he's released his latest product currently in beta. It's a browser-based encrypted video calling and file sharing platform that's being positioned as a Skype competitor. MegaChat is being rolled out feature by feature today, and there's still a few kinks left to work out, according to Kim.com. And uh, there were some tests done. Uh, some folks had good video, some didn't. But they claim that it's supposed to be using uh, controlled encryption, UCE, which means it provides you with your decryption key, which you can send to people to allow them to access files. And one of the draws of MegaChat is that you don't have to install software to use it but Chrome and Firefox extension is available, which are supposedly to boost performance and security. So um, uh, MegaChat is targeted at people who are wary of Skype security, and its browser-based model is also 
a swipe at Microsoft plans to integrate Skype into Internet Explorer. So uh, it's called, again, Mega Chat. It's available, and you can just Google it or look at the show notes tonight. Microsoft has announced uh, Office 2016 coming the second half of 2015. A little bit of an earnings report coming out of Apple. Uh, Apple paid $10 billion to developers in calendar 2014. $500 million spent on iOS apps the first week of January 2015. Billing for apps increased 50% in 2014. Cumulative developer revenues were $25 billion, making 2014 revenues uh, 40% of all app sales since the store opened. 627,000 jobs were created. 1.4 million iOS apps cataloged in 155 countries. So that machine continues to rock and roll. All right, we already talked about that. If you're a Firefox user, Google is now suggesting Firefox users change the search engine and homepage. It's been kind of interesting doing uh, searches in Firefox recently because I've been getting the Yahoo search results. And a little annoying in some instances, so I haven't switched it yet, but Google is now actively telling people, hey, here's how to switch it so that you can have the Google search engine being default. If you're a Spotify user, Spotify unveils Touch Preview, a beautiful new music discovery tool. Uh, you know, Spotify uh, uh, has been pretty busy, and they hit 10 million paid subscribers. So, uh, but they've got a new app out, a new update. So everyone's pretty happy. It looks like it's nice. So make sure you get your apps updated. Apple's apparently having problems with their smartwatch battery still. It's not living up to uh, life expectations. They're trying to get 19 hours of mixed use out of it, but they're not quite there yet. So we got that, you know, nice color screen, heavy processor. It's going to use a lot of juice. Even my uh, Windows Band, it uses quite a bit of power. And uh, some days it lasts longer than others. I usually go about two days without a charge on that. Hey, if you're going to steal something, don't uh, snap selfies with your uh, stolen iPad. Uh, more than likely, you're going to get caught. You know, a bunch of idiots. So if you've got iCloud backup enabled and someone takes a picture with your device, it's going to go up to the cloud and uh, going to figure out who did it. So, um, you know, wow. They'd stolen an iPad and 5000 in cash, a laptop, and other items that they found in this why do you keep ca- why do you keep five thousand dollars in cash in your car? Why would you do that? Who would be a knuckle? Why do you why would you ever keep five thousand dollars in cash? Is it hide it from your wife or something? I, I don't get that. I really really don't. All right, Samsung is working on early stroke detection wearable. Um, it's basically something that doctors can put on their head. And basically get a quick reading. It's it's a test. It's a test environment. It's faster than what's being used in hospitals. It's called EDSAP. So um, very, very cool. This connected app space is going to continue to expand. Those of you that are interested in some of the ROMs that are being made for the Atari age, you know that folks are building ROMs, uh, Pac-Man ROMs and so forth. But uh, there's some stuff coming available. Pac-Man is coming available um, here shortly. Um, if you, if you're interested, anyway, I have a link up in the show notes on that and, uh, Google, of course, on their net neutrality battle, Google has spent a record amount on Washington lobbyists. The search and advertising agent spent 16.8 million in 2014. The most has ever shelled out on DC influencers. Um, so, uh, I don't know how that compares. So, oh, let me read here. AT&T, Comcast, Sprint, Time Warner, Cable, and Verizon spent a combined 53.5. Four million. So that was one, two, three, four, 
five companies, about 10 million each. So compared to Google, 16.8, uh, they spent a lot of money. And again, again, policymaking is basically buying your senator. All right. Um, you know, they've dug tunnels. They've used uh, airplanes. Um, they've used uh, fast jet boats. You name it. They've used all kinds of uh, means to try to get drugs into the United States. Well, a drone carrying three kilos of meth crashed near the U.S.-Mexico border. It didn't get over the border. <laughs> but uh, Tijuana shoppers experienced a close encounter with uh, a, drug, a drug delivery when the drone crash landed in a store parking lot. I uh, have to give it to him for innovation, delivering, uh, delivering drugs via drone. Uh, interesting move. Uh, they're going to have to set up, uh, you know, guys on the other side of the fence with shotguns to blast drones, I guess. <laughs> the next thing will be little mini itty bitty mini surface air missiles to uh, knock down drones. Hey, the folks over at Leatherman have come up with something really, really, really cool. And, uh, it's a bracelet. Now, you're saying Leatherman put a bracelet together? Yeah, but check this out. 25 tools on your wrist. So uh, you break this down. It's just about got everything. You can you can use it a watch band or you can use it as, uh, you know, basically an emergency tool set. You would uh, be able to break out if you need to in an emergency. You just carry it around with you instead of having it in your pocket. It's on your wrist. Pretty smart, eh? I think so, too. All right, so let me go ahead and uh, we're here at the end of the show. And uh, let me get into the email. Let's see what we've got today. I don't know why. I shut this down earlier. And we'll let it open up here. There's been some people in the chat room tonight. Thanks for coming in and hanging out. All right, uh, let's see here. Today is the 22nd. The last show was on the 19th. So let's see here. I, I do want to talk about something that happened in Vegas. I got invited to, uh, in previous years, there's been this event called Tweet House. It's been pretty um, a cool event. Uh, a couple of years, they had a um, suite. They set it up, had some incredible high-speed internet. You'd go and get some food, have a few cocktails. They had a company there that was sponsoring it. You could walk in and look at their stuff. You know, it was it was nice. Um, I got invited to a Tweet House event at CES that I agreed to go to, and they were kind of vague on the um, where it was going to be. So the first or second night of the show, we we're at some event, and then they basically I got a text and or a, a late email saying, "Hey, the the tweet house is going to be at such and such ballroom." And I kind of thought that was kind of weird because it was going to be in a um, a room, not in a like a ballroom for a convention center versus being in like a hotel room. So I said, "Kind of whatever." And when I got to the room, they were changing out a sign. Uh, Chevy Priest uh, press briefing at uh, 7.15 to a Tweet House at 7.15. And I was like, what's this? So I stood in line, went inside, and the place was already packed. It was wall-to-wall with Chevy executives. And I'm like, what is, where's the Tweet House? And there was like, yeah, maybe 20 of us that knew each other. were kind of giving each other the eye, and I'm like, did you know this was going to be a Chevy briefing? 
And we all kind of like did the shrug. And uh, so, number one, I'm mad because I've been invited to an event that I thought was going to be like this fun, fun thing to do and uh, hang out with people that I know and geeks and so forth. Instead, I'm, I'm at a Chevy press event. So and there was no place to sit down and we're all being looked at weird because we're coming in in press garb and everyone else is dressed nice. And we're kind of like the black sheep walking into this, uh, this fancy press event. And I see people got cameras set up in the whole nine yards. And, um, so I go and uh, sit down, and there's a gal from the New York Times that's interviewing a Chevy exec, and I'm kind of overhearing, hey, we're going to announce this, we're going to do this, this is really exciting, and blah, 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 and we got some great entertainment, and he got done doing it. I said to her, I said, is this a press event? Is they having some announcement tonight? And she looks at me, she said, yeah, you, you didn't know? I said, no, I got invited here on the pretense that this was going to be a meetup for, you know, geeks and folks that we've met up before in years past. Long story short, they showed us the Chevy Volt for about 30 seconds. Literally opened the curtain. I took one picture with my iPhone. It didn't come out good. So I erased it and I put the iPhone up again to take another picture and they closed the curtain. It was the worst reveal ever, ever. And I tweeted about it on my, uh, and, and I was, I was really, I was pissed. I was, I mean, really, really pissed. And I found a Chevy exec and I told him exactly what I thought about the situation. Um, he kind of overheard me talking and sought me out. I, I was not happy. So long story short, I get an email today announcing another tweet house. And uh, there's a, a Sun Valley Dent Conference. And I don't know who's going to this, but they're saying nothing here uh, about who is sponsoring this. And, and I looked at my emails and there was nothing in there about being pitched. We're reaching out to our previous Tweet House guest to let them know that since we just wrapped up our Tweet House party at CES, which means Chevy briefing, and they're in heavy prep mode for the Sun Valley Den Conference, we're making it. We aren't making it to Park City this year. The good news is that many of our pals are hosting some very cool gatherings and we'd be remiss to let, not let you know about these events. So I'm just, you know, I, I'm really not happy with this group. And uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of trust. You just don't do that. And uh, I'll never go to another one of their events again. I never will. I get an email here from, from Jeff. I, I, I had stuck that in my GNC show notes or GNC email folder because I wanted to talk about it. I had it in the past. But uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Chevy right now anyway. So it, uh, you know, it really irked me quite a bit. All right. Best iPhone music apps. Boomio lets you legally share music. I got a link to this from Jeff. Appreciate that. And of course, Bree, I explained at the beginning of the show what was going on about the uh, the water heater, and uh, where they ended up with the uh, with the donations and so forth. But uh, thanks for your consideration, everyone else that sent me an email or text as well. All right, we're going to wrap the show up at this point. I want to thank you all for being here. 
geeknews at gmail.com is the place to send me an email if you have a comment about tonight's show, geeknews at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at geeknews. Or of course, you just search for Todd Cochran on Google Plus or Facebook. Um, I'm there. Add me as a friend. I'll add you back. And uh, we want to thank you for hanging out on with today's show and being here with me for the full time. And uh, again, I look forward someday to be able to write one heck of a cool book that uh, tells you all this behind the scenes stuff that I've been exposed to um, over the years. But uh, I think we have, it's going to be a while, but uh, it's something that uh, maybe can be done at some point uh, down the road. All right, that's it. We're going to wrap things up again. Todd Cochran here at Geek News Central. Thanks for being here. We'll see you back on Saturday for the new media show. We're going to have Rick Calvert on from the uh, new media expo. We're going to be talking about the podcast awards and all the big announcements. Dennis Miller is going to be our host of our, podcast awards ceremony along with another gal. So it's really uh, going to be a great event in uh, at NAB slash New Media Expo in Vegas in April. And I'm glad I'm not running the podcast awards this year. Thank you for uh, nominating me if you, if you want to. Until next week, we'll see you. Everyone take care. Aloha.